this with us. Oh, I know that I can make it. Hallelujah. I know that I can stand. No matter. No matter what may come my way. My life is in your hands. With Jesus. With Jesus I can take it. With him I know. With him I know I can stand. No matter. No Testing trials. So when your testing trials, they seem to get you down. They seem to get you down. All your friends and loved ones. And all your friends and loved ones are nowhere to be found. Are nowhere to be found. Remember. Remember, there's a friend in Jesus. And he makes a promise. Who will wipe your tears away? Any broken hearts in the room? And if your heart is broken, lift that heart up to the Father and say, Just lift your hands and say, yes. Oh, I know that I can make. Sing it with us, I know. That's right. Our lives are in his hands. I mean, you know, we we kind of lose that thought process sometimes. We kind of forget, uh, you know, that we are not in as much control as we think we are. Yes, we have free will, uh, but that doesn't mean that the paths set before us that we choose to go down aren't set before us. 
See, it's your, ch- it's your choice to choose the path. God sets up the future of any path you take. And you're going to deal with the consequences of whichever path you choose with your free will to take. So that is how God, being omnipresent and being omnipotent, being everywhere at all times, that is how God is in control of all of your futures, even with free will. It's very hard for somebody who doesn't understand Jesus to to get that, but that's how that works. So good morning, everybody. How are you? I know it's probably hard to find the show today. MAGA MAGA mom says, I was meant to hear this this morning. Isn't that great when that happens? Um, Rumble's having an issue again this morning with visibility, trying to find the shows. Uh, I know we ask for prayers. I mean, shares, shares and prayers all the time, but we really need them today, okay? Um, We need to get the stream available to people. Now, I've put it on Telegram. I've put it on Twitter. I've put it on Getter. I've put it on Truth Social. And if people go to LFATV.us, up in the right-hand corner of the website, there's a Watch Live button that brings them right to the show. So if you guys could help out, we'd really appreciate it. Shares and prayers. Now, I titled the show today, Corrupt Communication. They say communication is key. Amen? I mean, how many of you are married? See, that FL girl says, could not find the show. Exactly. I, I sent in the um, I sent in the issues, so hopefully they get it fixed soon. And see that? Just like that, we got a bunch of people jumping in because of, uh, because of the sharing. So thank you. So communication, right, is key. Um, you know, in a world full of instant communication... And in a world full of many different forms and styles of communication, we are talking more than ever as humans individually, and we are talking to each other more than ever before in history. But I would argue that we're saying the least and we're hearing the least that we ever have. And I'll tell you why. Because it's an overabundance. It's too much talking. You know, silence is golden. And I'm learning that in my 40s now. I'm learning that I don't need to interject my opinion or say something just to say it anymore. It's, it's hard for somebody like me because you know, I was voted class clown in high school. I was always center of attention, always the one with the microphone. Look at me, look at me, look at me. So any t- and, it's, and not because it's because I like to tell jokes. It's because I like to make people laugh. It's because I like to entertain. So for me to not say something in a, in a conversation or, or butt in or, or say something you know, that just because it comes to my mind, it, it's, it's been, been <laughs> kind of difficult for me. But I'm learning to be silent more and listen a lot more. And, and not just to, like, my wife or my kids, but to everybody, to all of you, to everybody, to Eli. I'm trying to talk less. Um, 
But when we do talk, we need to make sure, because of the fact that we have so much talking and so little to say, so much to hear, but nobody's listening, it is very important that we are crystal clear with our communication. Because there's so much in the way of me saying something to you and you hearing it the way I am trying to say it. Now, we already know that there are language barriers when it comes to male and female, right? We think, talk, act, desire, emotions, everything is completely different. We are very clear on what a woman and a man is. So there's already a, a block in communication between men and women, just between gender alone, right? But let's think about how much, what other things are involved in making it so that my communication to you is not crystal clear. The, what, what I'm trying to say to you in making it so that my, hold on a second. We got some sound here. We want to get rid of you is not crystal clear. There we go. Um, I've been doing the same thing, Jeremy. I listen more. Sounds like our government, Jeremy. Yeah, right? Scripture tells us to be quick to listen. I am still learning that, says God, chick. They're on the two genders, male and female. Amen. And by the way, um, I'd like to say happy birthday to my wife. It is Sabrina's birthday today. So a big shout out and a big happy birthday to Sabrina. It looks like there's a birthday with Linda in the house as well. And there was one other birthday that I seen. Now, we're going to get back to communication in a minute. But I got to make sure that I sing the happy birthdays. We have Linda. We have Sabrina, my wife. And we've got one more. One more. I I saw it earlier, and I can't remember who it was. I'm going to start singing happy birthday. And by the time I get to the deer part, I'll guarantee you somebody will put who else, who's uh, birthday besides Linda and Sabrina's. Donna, see there it already is. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, Sabrina, Linda, and Donna, you beautiful women and wonderful, wonderful, wonderful children of God. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to all of you beautiful women. To every single one of you. God bless you. All right. Thousand people watching. Please do not let that stop you from sharing. Okay? Happy birthday, Linda. I'm loving this as well. I'm loving it. Was that Burger King, Eli? Is that McDonald's? I'm loving it. I don't know. I ain't loving that kind of food, though. Although I did get Eli a hash brown this morning. He said, stop making me fat. I'm like, I'm doing it on purpose so I can feel better about myself. No, I'm just kidding. Um, But anyway, getting back to communication, all right? I want to read for you what I wrote. Oh, and by the way, thank you, Amanda Collins. You guys made that beautiful Instagram video today singing to Sabrina. We really appreciate you and we love you. And she's using your cup this morning. And guess what? Shocker, so am I. Communication is key, they say. The problem with communication is that it can be misconstrued by tone. And this is if we're talking face-to-face even. Body language, 
language barriers, maybe between your actual language or just gender, right? Whether you are a person, whether you or the person you are talking to is actually listening or not, that's another filter in between crystal clear uh, dialogue, right? There's a lot of things that can change what you're saying. So that means you need to double down and you need to be crystal clear with what you are saying and how you are saying it. Now let's add in communication through text, talk text, and email. And it gets even more invalid. Talk about a game of telephone. I don't know how many times I have messaged somebody, direct messaged somebody, Facebook messaged somebody, text somebody, um, emailed somebody, and they took what I was saying completely out of context or misconstrued my tone because of the way that I typed it even. So it's not always just about telling it crystal clear, to the point, nothing but truth. It's not just about that. It's about how you deliver it as well. And I can tell you, I can tell you that my delivery is a big problem. The way I say things to you, the way I say things to the LFA family, the way I say things to Eli, the way I say things to my children, the way I say things to my wife, I might be crystal clear in what I'm saying, but the way I'm delivering it might be ungodly. And if it is, they're not going to listen, which means I'm still not getting my point across. So, truth, delivery, But then what are you saying? Are you saying it with a godly sense of urgency? Meaning that are you getting out what you need to say? And are the people that are hearing what you're saying feeling that it is from a place of love, understanding, sympathy, empathy, sorrow, urgency, but is it godly? And that's what I'm working on right now. And it's going to take me, I mean, I don't know. It'll take me however God, however long God wants it to take me. I think it'll take me years because I'm literally trying to, like, I'm trying to change everything about how, not who I am, but how I, how I uh, present myself. Kathy says, Jeremy was so funny, the 5 o'clock show last night. I watched it twice Laugh through the entire thing. I, when I got off the show with Eli last night, I said, this is the funniest show on, on online. This is the greatest. Life from America is so dynamic. It is so diverse. Laughing, crying, passion, uh, dancing. You know, it's, it's such a great news show. You're right. Thank you for saying that, by the way. So what I want to do is I want to go to the verse of the day today. I also want to show you something else that I've been reading. Check that out. This is what I've been reading so that I can get more in touch. My Christian side can get more in touch with our Jewish roots so that I can understand 
what a Jewish person, what a Jewish Jewish person might know or might read or might try to have a better understanding when they read the Gospels. This book is amazing, by the way. Absolutely amazing. And I think everybody should own this. I really do. This is like this is the messianic, basically the messianic uh, Jewish Bible, the complete Jewish Bible. That means a complete Jewish Bible. You are a Christian. Great book. Read that last night, sitting in front of the Christmas tree, while I was trying to let my soul relax and get me ready for a peaceful night of sleep. And by the way, we'll have a Christmas tree here in studio next week. Christmas everything, Christmas backgrounds, little gingerbread men running across the screen. I'd like to go to the verse of the day today, which is Ephesians, ladies and gentlemen. So open up your books to uh, Ephesians. LFA, last night, they're illegal. I'm still laughing. Yeah, the illegal part, right? They're illegal. (laughs) I don't know how many times I have to say it. Jeremy, do you need ornaments for your new tree? Send them in. Send them in. Because we're going to put a camera on the new tree so that we can cut to it at the end of every show all through December. Oh, Daisy Duke says, I've really been touched by all the birthday wishes. You've truly made my day. Amen. You already have your tree up? I'm so behind. We put our tree up the day after Thanksgiving. We really did. Uh, I need an idea what to get Sabrina. What would she like for Christmas? Anything warm, socks, hats, gloves, anything warm and knitted she loves or crocheted. She loves crafty homemade stuff, right? Thank you for asking. All right, please open up your Bibles, ladies and gentlemen, to Ephesians. And we are going to open right up to Ephesians 4.29. Please go to Ephesians 4, excuse me, 4.29. And it's called, Do Not Grieve the Spirit. I'll actually read from 25 through 32 so that we can get the full context of what we're trying to, you know, convey today, the message that we're trying to convey today. Therefore, putting away lying, Let each of you speak truth with his neighbor, for we are members of one another. Be angry and do not sin. I have a great video to show you guys about anger today. You guys know that that's another thing that I'm working on, right? I'm literally trying to work on so much to be a better Christian Um, at the same time. Simultaneously, I'm doing so many different things. you know, improvements in my life and anger is one of them. But it says, be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your wrath, nor give place to the devil. Let him who stole steal no longer, but rather let him labor, working with his hands what is good that may be that may have something to give him who has need. Here's 29. Here's the verse of the day. Let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth. But what is good for necessary edification, that it may impart grace to the hearers. 
and do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Let all bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice and be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God in Christ forgave you. But you go back to 29, and it says, Let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth, but what is good for necessary edification, that it may impart grace to the hearers. What that saying is, when you are talking with somebody, not only do you need to be crystal clear, not only does your tone and body language need to be from a place of godliness, but what you say has to also, the words you say have to be basically seated with the, with the word of God. I'm not saying preach scripture every time you open your mouth. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, like if I, were to, if I was talking to Eli, and Eli said something about something that we should do politically that I thought was ridiculous. I would say, well, that's a stupid idea. But I'm not trying to hurt his feelings. Just like if he was to say it to me, I wouldn't take it that way. Maybe it really is a stupid idea. But not everybody has tough skin like I do. So if I were to say that's a stupid idea, that might really make somebody feel like, well, that guy's a jerk, man. But if somebody says that's a stupid idea to me, I go, is it a stupid idea? And I think about it and I go, you're right, it's a stupid idea. So we have to assume that not everybody has thick rhino skin like myself. And I'm not talking about Republican in name only. I'm talking about the actual animal rhino skin. And that's all I'm saying. Because it's not just about making sure that that person knows exactly what you mean and that you're coming from a good place. But also, ladies and gentlemen, it's... It's about your reputation, right? It's about how people know you. It's about what people think when they think about you. You don't want them to think of, oh, that, uh, that Mr. Harold down there, that crotchety old man, that get off my lawn guy, the guy who's always got the Trump stuff up in there, literally epitomizing everything that we say about Donald Trump, and he's so rude and mean, and we don't want them to say that. Instead, we want them to say, man, that guy, you know what, man, he is a, we might have some differences of opinions, but that guy's a nice guy, man. That guy's a good dude. Right? That guy's a good man. I know that politically we don't agree and every other thing, but that man will give you the shirt off his back. That's the kind of person you want to be known as. And one thing is for sure. The one communication that never ceases to amaze me and never ceases to shock me is the, the gift of gab, right? Gossip. That seems to spread a mile a minute. Right? The word of mouth. Did you hear? Did you hear? Did you hear about this? Did you hear about that? Did you hear about this guy over there? Did you hear what that guy said? Did you hear what that girl did? Did you see what that guy said to his wife? Oh my gosh. Instead, let them say, I, I don't have a bad thing to say about that person. They might have a Trump sign in their yard, but man, I don't have a bad You know what that person did for people in the community? Did you know I saw that person picking up trash on the side of the road? Do you know that person was helping a, uh, an old lady across the road. That's the kind of, you know what I mean? That's what we want people to know us as. You're not going to get there doing this. And when you do this, make sure that it's important 
relevant, and that the people that hear you doing this will say, man, that's a godly man. That's a good person in my book. Again, you don't have to, you don't have to compromise who you are. You don't have to compromise values. You, what it really comes down to is you don't always need to be right, Jeremy. Oh, thanks. You don't always need to be right. You're not the one with all the answers. God is. So it goes back to when I was like, you know, mocking the devil, right? That's pride stuff. That's me going, what are you going to do about it? Hey, Satan, can you show me which way the gym is? You know what I mean? Like, how dumb. Again, ladies and gentlemen, in a world where communication is at its all-time high, we're saying and hearing less than we ever did. It's just a bunch of mumble-jumble garbage. I've been told all my life, says Eileen, that this is me, Jeremy. I don't see it sometimes. I often just want to be helpful. Trying to see this in myself. My sister just pointed it out to me again this holiday. Jeremy, look all puffed up. Right? Is Eli getting a microphone for Christmas? Well, do you guys want to know what we're waiting on for the microphone for Eli, by the way? Trust me, he'd rather have had it a long time ago. We have about... 10 things that we never finished when we moved. We still have boxes that we've never unloaded. A lot of the stuff that we have to do in this studio requires a lot of wiring. And I want to do it all at the same time. And we weren't going to do that until after December 1st when I don't have a night show anymore and I can actually do other work. So, yes, he'll have it even before Christmas. How about that? And, ladies and gentlemen, this studio will be now set up come the first of the year to be exactly what you we wanted it to be. You'll see me leave this desk. You'll see me walk over there. There'll be other cameras over there on us over there. I have a, what is that, 75, 85-inch TV on the wall over there, Eli? And I'll be able to stand in front of that, and I'll be able to break down things in front of that TV over there. So we've got some versatility. We can move around. Eli will be able to have talk. and So we've got some upgrades to make. Because right now, Eli just sits over there, eats food, and lifts weights. He's literally doing nothing. As far as, like, for his body, in this hand, and he's lifting weights, and he's going like this. Eli, he's doing... He needs a microphone. (laughs) Oh, Kalia says, I'm listening on my phone. It's hard to chat. Sick in bed. Oh, I got a couple kids that are under the weather right now, too. I got a couple kids that are under the weather. Uh, Anyway, folks, let's go to the Lord in prayer, and then we're going to go to a video or two. How about that, right? All right, we haven't even gotten into prayer, and we're half hour through the show. But, Lord, in Jesus' name, we want to thank you so very much for making us better Christians, better people, better servants. You know, we're made in your image, and we're so far from your image. It's not even—it's a joke that you'd even— give us the time of day, but you do. You love us that much. Each and every one of us is like a, is like a grain of sand. There's that many, and you love each and every one of us that much, and you know every hair on our head. You know every line in our palm and in our face. You know every thought, every desire, and it's so incredibly shocking 
Last night, you had me book, reading the book of Revelation and the book of John. And reading the book of Revelation, I felt so small and insignificant. I felt so lowly and unworthy. But then as I'm feeling so tiny and insignificant and unworthy and lowly, you say, I love you, my son. And it makes me smile so much, a smile that I never had as a kid. And I have now, and I have you to thank for that. So Lord, today, help us understand communication a little bit better. Help us understand delivery. Help us understand that we don't have to sacrifice or give up the person that you created us to be, the personalities and the great traits that you gave us. We just have to turn away from the bad and embrace more good. And by communicating with each other in a godly manner, nobody can misconstrue who we are and what we're about. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. I don't want anybody misconstruing who I am or what I'm about. I know that. I know that, folks. We've got about 1,250 people watching the gospel this morning. I want to say thank you for being here. Um, before we get into videos, uh, I was going to wait, but it's kind of weighing on my mind and, I, and on my heart, and I want to talk about it. Um, well, let me just bring up the email first. <clears throat> last night last night and this morning um my wife and I heard two pieces of really bad news you know as we're sitting there looking at our beautiful Christmas tree that we just got done decorating the other day and you know making plans for this show and this company and Christmas and the kids and you know future stuff and we get two pieces of really bad news. One, um, a member of our church, who's my age, by the way, with kids, um, a couple years ago during Christmas, his wife was diagnosed with cancer during the Christmas season, and they spent the Christmas and the holidays in the hospital doing surgery um, on his wife, and she went through chemo and everything was you know, it was a long road, and, they, and, and, she, and she came out of it. And last night we heard she, um, that she, it's back, and it's back with a vengeance like cancer does. And, um, you know, she's, she's my age, and she's got beautiful children, and um, she's stage four brain cancer. So I'm sitting there last night, and I'm thinking, and I, and I, and I, just want to read it for you. It's better if I do it that way. That way I don't get it wrong. My love. <clears throat> By the way, the, the, the man's name is Fred. He's a, he's a good friend of ours and from our church. But this just killed me last night, you know? It's just, it just really killed me. My love, it's been almost five years that we sat in the emergency. Okay, so five years ago is when it first happened, not three years ago, uh, at, at, at Dartmouth. Um, we didn't know what was going on. You had lost your ability to speak, and we were scared. As I held your hand and drove through the night and walked through the door of the ER, it seemed so unreal. It seemed like it took years and not hours as they started testing you for all kinds of issues. 
After many hours of tests, x-rays, and MRI scans, the doctor walked back into the room and sat down with us. I remember that feeling. It was like yesterday. I was stunned. As the doctor spoke, it seemed like I was watching a movie of a different family's life. I remember thinking this could not be real. Not this surely couldn't be real. We stayed there holding hands in the ER for a couple of days until they could do surgery. I never felt so helpless, my love. I hoped it was a dream. I wanted it to be a dream. I didn't want to go home, but I had to go home to our babies who were still so little. What do I tell them about their mom? I remember coming home and gathering the kids together and telling them that their mom was sick and needed to stay in the hospital for a while. We cried together. We moved all the beds in the house into our bedroom and all the kids slept on the floor around our bed. We stayed together as a family, even though you weren't there, you weren't, you were alone in the hospital room fighting for your life. I felt so helpless. I still do. Even four years of living with brain cancer. I am sorry, my love. I wish I could take it all away. I wish I could give you back your health and give you all the time in the world with our babies. Cancer is a thief of the body, but brain cancer is a thief of the mind. I am sorry, my love, for not being a better husband and father. I am thankful for the past four and a half years that you've been with us. You've been a joy in our home. I know our children would not be strong teenagers that they are without you in their lives. My love, I know you were hoping for 10 years after all the radiation and chemo treatments. I am so sorry that it didn't work out as well as we had hoped. I am sorry that the cancer is back and worse than before. I see how scared you are at the uncertainty of the treatments this time around. I'm scared for you too. You are so much stronger than I am and you have been a blessing in that way to me over the past 20 years. And as you start your journey again, I hope and pray that radiation and chemo will give you more time to see our babies grow up and become adults. I am thankful for all the years of friendship and love that you have blessed me with. I know that God brought us together all those years ago. It was a test of our faith before we got married, and it's been a blessing ever since walking with you with Jesus as our guide. It is hard to imagine that we have been husband and wife for almost 20 years. Where is the time gone, my bride? We have seen God work in our marriage, in ourselves, and bless us with beautiful, amazing, talented children. We've been so blessed to have a great family and a wonderful church and excellent pastors. Thank you, my bride, for walking with me through all the good and the bad times. You have taught me to be more patient when I was not, to love more as Jesus loves us, and most of all, you have shown me unconditional love and friendship. We're almost done. So as we start this journey at the same time of year as the first time around, I know that this Christmas will be incredibly hard on our family. But it also won't be. I know it won't be because of two things in our lives. 
We have each other and we have our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, to lean on, to cry on, and to rejoice in all the blessings that we actually have before us. I pray that God will use this to draw us closer to him and more reliant on him. And even though this will be a challenge, I know that you trust in Jesus. He is your rock, your hope, and he does answer prayers. Thank you for being a beautiful, strong, courageous, intelligent, loving, patient, compassionate, faithful wife to me and a mother to our children. They are so blessed to have you in their lives. So my bride, I pray that God will heal you through these treatments and give you the strength to endure. I will be by your side every step of the way holding your hand and giving you hugs. Your husband. Ladies and gentlemen, I just uh, put the GoFundMe that they have up in the chat and in the lower section below. And I know that a lot of you are dealing with this in your families right now, too. And as a matter of fact, Angie Gamboa, we woke up this morning and saw that we had an email that said, Hi, Sabrina, how are you? I'll be mailing out a letter to Jeremy regarding my niece. She passed away from breast cancer on Thanksgiving morning. I'd like to see if anybody can donate to help my brother and her family. Anything is appreciated. Angie Gamboa. So I sat there last night. And this morning. Over these two stories. I felt so guilty that we're sitting there in our warm wood stove heated home together healthy in front of our Christmas tree talking about what we're going to get each other for Christmas and then you read that I told my wife, I'm, stop, don't get me another thing. If you've gotten me anything yet, don't get me another thing. Put it towards that GoFundMe instead. So that's what we're doing. Christmas is about giving. And we're going to teach our kids a lesson this year. Now, we've already got our kids a few things. And we're not going to skimp them, don't get me wrong. They're still going to have a good Christmas. But giving is the best Christmas gift of all, right? Man. That's why I didn't want to do it till the end of the show. Katia said they found a lump in her best friend's breast. So ladies and gentlemen, if you could please pray for Fred Thompson, our friend, our fellow brother and sister in Christ in our church. Um... We would appreciate it. If you could pray for Katia and her best friend, if you can please pray for Angie Gamboa and her niece, um, we would appreciate it. We would.
Oh yeah, who's that? In the lower comment section, ladies and gentlemen, if you go down to the lower comment section, there is a person by the name of Matrix Mav. Looks like a new person. Says, this show was the first on my feed, and I'm glad I clicked on it. Thank you, and God bless. Matrix Mav, thank you for being here. We appreciate you. L. Jacob says, let's pray now. Why not? Let's pray some more. Lord and Heavenly Father, Lord, we pray for all of those families around the world who are afflicted with pain and suffering during this time of celebration of the birth of Jesus Christ, Lord. And we know that everybody is going through a different walk in their life and they're dealing with a different trial. And we know that we are to look for the blessings and the, and the treasures in the trials. And Lord, we just ask that you help each and every one of these families and help them with their needs and, and be there for them to lean on and bring people into their lives that will show them love and sympathy and empathy with what they're going through to help them through these hard times. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Man. What a show. And this is why, ladies and gentlemen, that the, that the communication that comes out of your mouths to people, it needs to be worthy. It needs to be forever. It needs to be eternal. It needs to be remembered. Um, myself, I'm, I'm speaking to myself mostly, obviously. Um... I got three videos here to show you. The first one I want to show you is about anger. And I want you guys to know what I, you got, you guys, you, you know me very well. Nobody in this world outside of my family. Um, thank you, Majorva. God bless you. Uh, nobody in this world outside of my family knows me as close as you guys do. You guys know me so close because of my walk with Jesus that I've made um, public because God told me to and I kind of had to. Um, but you know that anger has been my biggest, uh, hurdle, right? Uh, at least my biggest recent hurdle has been anger. Well, when you're a Christian and you're trying to overcome anger, it's really hard to let people know what you actually feel, who you really are. Uh, and I came across this video this morning. And I literally, I, I literally bawled while I watched it, just like I just bawled reading that, uh, that beautiful testimony to his wife. Uh, let's put this on the screen. And for all of you out there who have anger issues, I know there are. This might describe why. Roll it. <clears throat> Things about people who get angry very easily. Number one. They have a good and kind heart. Beneath that fiery exterior is a soul filled with compassion. They are often more sensitive to emotions, which means they feel both the highs and lows intensely. This sensitivity can sometimes manifest as a quick temper, but it's rooted in their deep care for the world around them. Their anger is often a protective shield, guarding a heart that feels too much. Number two, they love truly and wholeheartedly, but most people take them for granted. Their love is both fierce and unwavering. However, because they invest so much emotion into their relationships, they can become frustrated when they feel undervalued or overlooked by those they care about. Number three, but once they dislike you, just forget about it, because they'll do it with passion and ignore your entire existence. It's a protective mechanism to guard their heart from further hurt. They may create distance, but it's important to remember that this stems from a place of self-preservation rather than spite. 
Does that sound like any of you or anybody that you know? Does it sound like your husband, your brother, your father? Does it sound like your mother? Does it sound like you? Because if it does, knowing is half the battle, right? To getting to be a, a to improve yourself. Bruce Carroll, that's me. GR Messick, that's me. Susie Q, yes, yes, yes. In God's hand. Hands are up. Thank you, Miss Mocha Powered. Oh, God bless you. We'll get it to him. We'll get it to him. Twanity, thank you very much. Thank you very much. Look at all the people that are speaking up. Maybe the angry person in your life that is quick to temper. Maybe they just don't know how to deliver what they're trying to say. Maybe they don't know how to communicate, so they do it corruptly, like I did for 30, 40 years. Maybe they're not as bad as you think they are. Maybe try to talk to them like you never have. Not everybody knows how to communicate. Now, earlier, we talked about free will. We talked about God being in every one of your choices. So God can set up every one of your future pathways. God can be in control, and you can still have a choice. Even Jesus had a choice. Jesus didn't have to die on that cross. Jesus could have disobeyed. Jesus could have decided, I don't want to die on this cross. He could have decided, I don't want to be martyred. I don't want to be tortured. I don't want to bleed and be nailed to something and scourged. And he chose correctly. Thank God. I want to play a video for you that got me, again, (laughs) to tears this morning. be some other way. Let there be, let there be some other way. No! Take this cup away! Take, take it away! Take it away! Father! Father, dear father, listen to me. Listen! If there is another way, a way out, a way out. Go, run. There's still time. Run, run for it. Come on, run. No. No. Not my will. It's not my will. It's your will. It's your will, Father. Your will be done. Your Father, Father, your will be.
two things about that video I want to talk about. Number one, the guy that ran up to him and gave him a way out, the devil. Run, you don't have to deal with this. Go, go. There's a way out. Here's your exit strategy right here. Run. Tempted again, just like he was tempted in the desert, in the wilderness. And he said, no. As much as I don't want to do this, it's what God wanted me to do. Now, how many of you have been compelled by God to do something that you don't feel comfortable doing, but you did it anyway, and you're glad you did? Now, the second part of that video that I want to talk about real quick is when he gave up, when he just gave in, when he said, your will, your will. And he dropped to his knees and said, your will. That's what God wants us to do. That's what Jesus wants us to do today. Just drop and say, fine. I give up trying to fight you. I am so lowly and wrong for doing that. What a great video. What a great video. And now, a more lighthearted video. A video that will actually make you smile. Like I said, no other network on TV or on the internet is like LFA TV. Boy, it's, I'm telling you, right? I don't know if that's good or bad, but truly wonderful. That's uh, a great video. Put it on the screen. This will make you smile, folks. God. What are your thoughts on God? What do I think about God? Oh, I love him. Yeah. All things are possible with God, man. I'm actually a cancer survivor. God has actually allowed me to celebrate my birthday today. Give it up for him on that, bro. Come so, on. November 19th, 2009. I was a homeless drug addict. I was strung out, man, living in a van. Me and my wife were separated. Our life was broken. But the Lord Jesus Christ saved me in drug rehab. And, man, I've never been the same. The Lord Jesus says, any man wants to follow me, he must deny himself, take up the cross and follow me. It's worth my life. I mean, I'd be willing to die for him if that's what needs to be. Absolutely. What do you think about God? What are your thoughts? Wow. That's a, those are the kind of testimonies we love. Somebody asked, didn't see the GoFundMe in the comments. Can somebody put it in there, please? Yeah, I'll put it in there again. Uh, make sure you refresh. Uh, let's see. Comments, lower comments. I see it in there. Let's see if I can do it again. You got it, Eli? I just put it in there. Thank you very much, guys. Thank you very much. We appreciate it. Didn't see the GoFundMe in the comments. Can someone please? Yep, we're getting it in there now. And Eli, Eli, put it in the lowest comments as well. That's where they want it. Wow, what a rise up today, huh? What a rise up today. Well, I'm going to read a couple more, um, a couple more things here before we before we run out of time. And since we've been talking about communication and we've been talking about listening a lot more, see, not only do we need to say a lot more and talk a lot less, but we need to he- listen a lot more to what we're actually hearing rather than dismissing and be selective in what we're listening to. Right? Silence is golden. By the way, uh, if you guys follow me on the newsletter, as soon as I, Eli, can you write a note real quick for me, please? Can you write a reminder to 
to send out an email blast, a a newsletter email uh, with the GoFundMe in it to help out this family. They're trying to raise $20,000 for her doctor, for her, uh, for her stage four chemo. All right. Habakkuk 220. Thank you, guys. The Lord is in his holy temple. Let all the earth be silent before him. Years ago, a friend of mine suggested that I go on a fast, a silence fast. No talking for three days. At first, I was super offended. You're telling me to shut up. Well, yes, but not in the way that you're thinking. I'll admit I don't like unsolicited help like this, but I do try to be open to others' input even when it's hard to hear. Three days? Yep, force yourself to listen. I was startled to see how much I miss because of my mouth. Wow. I was startled to see that how much did I miss because of my mouth. I was amazed, too. I caught myself pondering more. Allowing things to develop without my interruptions of what I thought. I listened to nature. To the birds. Water bubbling over rocks. Gravel under my feet. As I walked. And before it was all over. I think I even heard. God. Somebody said, clear out your Google history. Sometimes Google blocks LFA TV shows. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. Silence, ladies and gentlemen, is something that I'm starting to adopt lately. Like, not a lot. Like, I still talk a lot. I probably still talk 10 times more than I need to. But uh, I'm not just saying things anymore. I'm, I'm literally stopping myself and going, you know, probably something I should have done when I was like, I don't know, a teenager. <laughs> do you need to say that, Jeremy? Is that something that you really need to say? What's going to happen if you do say it? I like have to go through this in my head before I speak now. It's like, a, it's like another thing I have to do throughout the day. I have to go, okay, what is going to happen if you say this? Are people going to laugh? And if they do laugh, are they laughing because it was an inappropriate joke? And if so, should you say an inappropriate joke? Would Jesus? Now, I'm not, trying to, I'm not saying that we have to make, look for perfection in every little thing that we do and say, but I mean, that's the goal, right? So I have to say to myself, is what I'm saying relevant? Is it perverted or inappropriate in any way, shape, or form? Is it going to do something better for somebody in this room for the rest of their day? And if it doesn't, 10 times out of 10, I don't need to say it. And seven times out of 10, I don't now. So I'm getting better. Getting better. Amanda says, we have 1,300 people who are watching. Please create a Rumble profile so that we can like and share these videos. I mean, talk about spreading the gospel, right? Talk about spreading the gospel. I love our our LFA TV cheerleader, LFA family uh, cheerleaders in there, man, because they know the importance of getting this, this message out. So... Uh, folks, as we're coming to the end of our show today here on Rise Up, 
LFA TV network. I want to say that I feel more comfortable today sharing the most intimate, personal things of my life with all of you than I've ever felt in my life doing anything ever. So because I feel that way, I know that we're doing something right. I know that we're doing something correct. And LFA TV is growing, so I also know that we're doing something correct and we're not compromising values to do so. As a matter of fact, we're embracing values to do so. And we know that Rise Up, Live from America, Unafraid, Ungoverned, loud, they're not for everybody. But Rise Up should be for everyone. Rise Up should be something that everybody is exposed to. And I think Rise Up will be here long before, long after everything else. Because this is that eternal stuff. This is that uh, never decaying, never dying message. Uh, this goes beyond politics. This goes beyond uh, policy. It goes beyond uh, party. Uh, it goes directly to the, to the Holy Spirit, which is, like I said, eternal. So thank you very much for the opportunity to be able to share my journey with Jesus with you guys. It's been, it's been something like I've never thought. Again, happy birthday to Donna, Linda, my wife, Sabrina, for all those going through a hard time on Christmas, we love you. God bless you. We're thinking of you. We're praying for you. And we're doing whatever we can to help you. Sean Farish, Ungoverned, comes up next, followed by Live from America. And we'll see you then. Thank you for being here. God bless you. Have a great morning. See you later.